Ten years ago, TV's ad model was under threat from DVR-powered ad skipping. Streaming TV has defeated the ad skipping problem, but could a resurgence be on the horizon? Listen on to find out. This is End Screen Noise. My name is Colin Dixon, founder and chief analyst at End Screen Media, and today is February 2nd, 2023. This week, we jump into the hot tub time machine and whisk ourselves back to look at the origins of a problem that has dogged the TV industry for 20 years. Then we're going to jump forward to see how the broadcast industry has finally got a solution to the problem. And we'll also look at why programmers could end up creating the conditions for the problem to re-emerge. But first, are you using the trackers feature of the Endscreen Media website? Each tracker pulls together the latest data on the streaming media industry, making it easy for you to easily grasp what's going on in a quick three-minute read. You'll find trackers for industry leaders like Netflix, Roku, and Comcast, and we've just added Disney's direct-to-consumer services to the list. You'll also find industry overviews covering the most recent data for traditional pay TV and the US TV industry as a whole. And if you'd like to sponsor the trackers feature, send an email to sales at endscreenmedia.com. And if you'd like high resolution graphs that you see there in the trackers, do the same. Send an email to sales at endscreenmedia.com. Now back to our main topic. So 24 years ago, the first DVR which was the Replay TV box, was announced at CES 1999. Uh, And uh, Replay TV actually was founded by Anthony Wood, who was also the founder of Roku. Ten years later, about a little bit over ten years later actually, half of the American homes had one. Now, the killer feature was obviously freedom from the broadcast schedule. Uh, DVRs made it quick and easy to watch the latest episode of your favorite show without having to flip VCR tapes and fast forward and backwards to find the right place for your show. But the DVRs brought a second feature, which was extremely popular, and that was ad skipping. According to data from Nielsen, half of users were using their DVRs to skip all of the commercials. But I got to tell you, I think Nielsen was soft peddling that data because I could not find a single person who had a DVR who didn't skip at least some of the commercials. So I think that this was an extremely popular feature of DVRs. And who could blame a viewer? At that time, broadcasters had pushed the number of ads viewers had to sit through to the limit and beyond. In 2014, the average cable network delivered 15 minutes and 38 seconds of ads an hour, and broadcasters were just a little bit less, just a minute less. I vividly remember watching a movie on broadcast or cable network. It was torture. They would suck you in with Very few ads at the beginning of the movie, but by the end, you were getting an ad break every five minutes or less. And I can can tell you, I bailed on many movies and never found out the result because I just couldn't take that ad load. Now, the programmers, they never admitted the problem. Far from it. 
I remember Chase Carey, who was at that time a Fox executive, proclaiming that the TV viewer had never had it so good. And Time Warner CEO Jeff Bukes said that young cord cutters who didn't like the TV experience would return to cable when they grew up, or as he put it, when they picked the mattress up off the floor. But it's interesting because the DVR situation and the ad load situation also created an environment that allowed the growth of cheap ad-free streaming services like Netflix. Services like Hulu, which had a very light ad load and allowed people to watch broadcast television content on demand, also did extremely well. And streaming TV understandably quickly became the traditional TV industry's number one enemy. And I'm going to tell you, this was a bit of a mystery to me. I remember writing opinion pieces at that time saying that a service like Hulu was actually a golden opportunity for programmers to regain control of their content and the ads that ran in them. And of course, they had by that time lost lost that control because of the DVR. I thought they should be using Hulu as their cloud DVR. But unfortunately, it took many more years before cable leaders like Brian Roberts accepted that and stopped referring to streaming services as the enemy. Now, if we fast forward to today, well, you already know that we don't need a DVR to watch TV shows on our schedule anymore. And TV streaming services, they have really delivered the solution, the final solution to the ad skipping problem. Today, there are tens of millions of people who use TV programmer direct-to-consumer services, and when they watch with ads, and many of them do, they cannot skip those ads. So they really are forced to sit through them now. And it looks like, so far, viewers are pretty happy to exchange watching ads for a lower subscription price. I pulled some data from Hub Entertainment Research that actually comes from December, and they asked their survey participants which statement comes closest to how you feel about ads. They asked, I'd rather save money if watching ads will save four to five dollars versus watching ad free, and 57% chose that option and 43% chose the option I'd rather avoid the ads and pay the four to five dollars extra. And it looks like when people are watching with ads on the streaming service, they're pretty happy with the experience. Hub went on to ask the group that are watching with ads, how do you feel about the number of ads and promotions during the show? And 30% or less of top streaming service users think the ad load is unreasonable, meaning the majority think it is reasonable or have no opinion, which is pretty darn good for the industry. I mean, if you look at something like HBO Max, 53% of folks think the ad load is reasonable, 22% think it have no opinion, and 25% think it's unreasonable. And Peacock, Paramount+, Plus, Hulu have quite similar results uh, for their services. So there definitely seems to be an agreement that this is a decent ad load. It's not too much. People are pretty comfortable with it. 
And what are these ad loads? Well, HBO Max has four or fewer minutes of ads per hour. Peacock has less than five minutes per hour. And Netflix and Disney that just launched their ads, their ad supported tiers, they've opted for between four and five minutes per hour. So these ad loads are a third of the ad loads that we had seen in traditional television at the peak. This level of ad loads is pretty comfortable for consumers and because of it, TV TV viewers are willing to put up with not being able to skip the ads and the TV programmers have a solution to that problem finally. But you know, in that hub data, there is a little bit of a warning for the industry. They found that only 22% of folks that were still watching live TV thought the ad load was reasonable and 45% continue to think it is unreasonable. And this is after the industry has lightened the ad load in live TV to make it more competitive with streaming services. So even with this slightly lightened ad load, people still think that that the ad loads in traditional television are too high. The warning here is, if the ad loads become too high in streaming TV services, it could send people looking for ways to avoid them. And interestingly, solutions already exist. It took me just a minute or two of searching online to find a service called PlayOn. This provides a cloud DVR streaming service. It will record shows from services like Disney+, Hulu, Netflix, Peacock, and many others. They can record these shows in the cloud, and then when they play them back, they can ask to skip the ads, and that's and the service will do that. It will just cut out all the ads, so it's just like they were watching, ad-free. Now, there are not. I don't think there are many people using PlayOn. Certainly, the data from Hub suggests that not many people are using it. They're pretty happy with the ad loads as they are, so there's no real incentive for them to go out and find a solution to try and remove the ads. But there are worrying signs that the ad loads and the environment that would drive people towards a service like PlayOn are going in the wrong direction. First off, there has been a switch in emphasis in the industry. Last year, people were looking for services to grow subscribers, but towards the end of last year, the emphasis changed and Wall Street starting to started to demand profitability or a view to profitability. And I think this has already begun to change the way broadcasters and programmers are thinking about their direct-to-consumer services. Disney quietly increased the ad load on Hulu from 9 to 10 an hour to 12 last year and it also boosted the premium of subscriber pays to watch ad-free. And it increased that from six to $7 a month. And Paramount Plus is already running a lot of ads per hour, 24 ads per hour or 17 ads per show, significantly higher than many of its competitors. So you can see there is already pressure on the industry to make more money and the way they know to do that is to crank up the number of ads. 
If programmers continue to boost the ad loads and push up the premium to remove them, I gotta believe that interest in technical solutions like PlayOn that allow viewers to skip ads will only increase. And then the industry could be back wondering why many of their customers are skipping the ads. Now, I think we're pretty far away from this situation to be really serious for the industry. I doubt that there are many users of PlayOn today. Uh, obviously, there are some, otherwise it wouldn't exist, but I, I doubt that there are many there. But if they do continue to push up the ad loads and boost the amount you have to pay to remove the ads, or worse still, remove the option to remove the ads, I gotta believe that a lot more technical solutions will come into the market and a lot more people will be looking to use them. If you would like a rough transcript of this podcast, just come to the Endscreen Media website and look under the analysis tab, the latest analysis tab, and you'll find it right there at the top under end screen noise. Uh, And while you're there, why don't you sign up for the newsletter? It's daily, it's weekly, uh, and of course, it's always free. And then you'll be the first to know when new analysis shows up on the end screen media website, which it does every working day. This has been Colin Dixon with end screen media. I'll talk with you again next time. This podcast is a production of Endscreen Media, all rights reserved.